Hello again, and welcome back to the Fear and Beer podcast, where we talk all things horror, horror nights, and just a dash of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. guys this is episode six and today we are going to be talking 90s now this isn't going to be anything that like ever will or could we think it should but it won't happen this is just nick and seamus spitballing some 90s ideas we're gonna fill up an entire speculation map of just 90s properties or it's a 90s wish list more yeah. or less i would consider it more of a wish list than anything else yeah so this has nothing to do with anything that's going to be happening but we did hear a couple weeks ago we mentioned that there was a potential 90s theme overlaying the whole event this year so whether that just coincides with like merch or whatever like that it makes sense because the event was 91 so you know they will go from the 80s to the 90s i get it so we just kind of want to dive you know head first into a 90s style wish list yeah blame universal they're the ones selling all the 90s gear yeah i mean you've got a boonie hat yeah thing I'm, rocking, on. I'm rocking the the bucket hat with the yeah, old school <laughs> neon pink logo i got my goosebumps shirt on i'm ready for 90s i mean honestly the, the real reason is probably because it's like their 30th year of being open as a as a theme park but let's have some fun with it so before we get into talking some more fear let's talk about our beer obviously that's the name so what we have tonight is called undead party crasher some more zombie stuff it's by Clown Shoes. Now, Clown Shoes is a relatively bigger craft brewery nowadays. I mean, they, they started out pretty small, like all of them, but they've kind of grown and they can kind of get it anywhere, as far as I can tell. I don't know if they distribute nationally, but they distribute all the way down to Florida. They are based out of Ipswich, Massachusetts, so right up where Nick and I are actually originally from. So uh, it's a little bit of a shout-out to our hometown, kind of. We didn't live as close to the ocean as they brewed this beer, but... Still from Mass, so you know, one from Mass, everyone's from Mass. So, I'm gonna crack this bottle. I'll talk a little bit about the beer, and we're gonna enjoy it. Now, this is an American Imperial Stout. So, essentially, what that is is the stout. Um, it's an American style stout. I'm not 100% sure what the difference is between an like, American style stout or versus, you know, uh, a European stout or something like that, but. It is a stout. It is an imperial, so it is going to be a little bit boozier than a normal stout. It's not your typical Guinness, I can tell you that much. Yeah, this is mud water. Funny you say that, because I've actually had a stout before, and it's called, like, Mississippi Mud or something like that, and it comes in, like, a old-timey XXX-like jug. Yeah, this looks like f- really flat, like, Coke or root beer. Or just... <laughs> it looks like motor oil. Yeah. If you're a beer guy or a beer girl and you like stouts you'll know what i'm talking about no it's not as strong or potent or anything that i it's not exactly what i imagined definitely smells like an imperial yeah i got a little bit of that coffee it's got taste. that boozy smell yeah it's definitely got some coffee hints to it what the bottle says is basically in a world full of uncertainty hardship and people trying to hold us back do we need the undead and trademark attorneys too clown shoes says no die monsters die forces of darkness brought about a change in the name of this beer which was released to celebrate our second anniversary but it still sports signature dark sorry signature dark malts holy water and malt smoked locally with 
hickory and ash. So it's definitely going to have a woody taste, too, obviously, from what the bottle says. Yeah, so we picked this one out. Obviously, it's got that undead zombie-style feel, but the clown shoe is the actual kind of hint or keyword that we are kind of hinting towards one of the IPs that we're going to be talking about for our 90s wish list, but we'll you'll catch on to that once we get going into this thing. Oh, yeah, that's good. So a little plug, I use Untapped to track all my beers, and it has, with 46,000 check-ins, a 3.98 rating. So it's pretty good um, for an Untapped rating. Not going to lie, I like it. Yeah, I'm a fan of this. I, I like these dark, stouty style beers. I guess it was previously named Vampire Slayer, but renamed due to legal wrangling. So that makes sense why they're talking about, like, lawyers and stuff on the bottle (laughs) so yeah if you're uh out and about and you are at your local bottle shop or liquor store and you see clown shoes on the shelf uh don't hesitate to pick it up it's good stuff and with that why don't we start talking about some 90s stuff let's do that all right let's break this down into a couple different things we're going to talk houses we're going to talk scare zones and then we are going to talk kind of like a little miscellaneous just a little stuff that I want to see somehow in this event incorporated, whether it be food, drink, merch, and shows. So let's start with those heavy hitters. We'll start with our houses. Now, we broke these down. We kind of went through a handful of different properties. We're going to bring you five IPs, and we're going to bring you five originals that we kind of came up with to some degree of extensiveness. Some are more just basic ideas. Some are a little bit more fleshed out. Yeah, they're just, I mean, they're ideas that, to be honest with Nick, kind of laid them out a little bit over the week, um, a weekend, and I reviewed them a little bit just to kind of get some ideas going in my own head. And it's it's more or less like just whatever we think of the 90s. You could say we're both 90s kids. Granted, you know, we're not like, like we don't remember the early 90s necessarily, but I was raised in the 90s, so I consider myself a 90s kid. Yeah. So it's what we remember as kids and, you know, the things that we saw. So we kind of took some of those traditional ideas and twisted them to make them scary and awful and just dark. <laughs> so let's start with these houses. We're going to kind of kick kick off the list with our IPs. So I think one of the bigger houses that kind of kind of draw some people in would be Silence of the Lambs. This was, I think, talked about for this year and kind of fell through, but it's all-time classic, one of the top horror movies of all time, just really, really creepy, and could work in a couple different capacities as a house. I'm trying to, I just watched it this past weekend and come up with, like, little scenes that could be involved yeah. in the house, but, you know, obviously his cell, that really dingy oh, yeah. well, brick wall the, cell. I mean, you're talking, if, if, if you want to get into, like, scenes in the house, I mean, I love, just back, I love this movie. My One of my favorite <laughs> movies, and obviously it's an adaptation of, of a really, really good book as well. But, I mean, yeah, his cage, you're talking about the guy that's flayed. I mean, you have the flayed dude, or the, yep. whatever you call it, where spread they have the guys, open. like, the wings spread open. you got him up in the corner. I mean, that could be your, your ending scene. Like, yep. You're walking through it. Yeah, and you got to have Buffalo Bill's gross-ass house. Oh, yeah, yep. All the magazines. on its skin. Yep. I mean, we all know how that goes. <laughs> I mean, what makes that movie so scary is this, is the fact that, it, like, as re- how real it is. Mm-hmm. There's it, nothing far-fetched in there. Yeah, it's like watching Henry, the portrait of a serial killer, where, like, what makes it scary is just how awful humans can be to one another, and that's kind of what makes Stephen King so scary, too, and we'll get to that in a minute. But, yeah, I mean, that movie, I mean, obviously there's some fantastical elements to it that has to be, but you're talking that was right around the same time as a lot of major crimes happening in the real world, so mm-hmm. it, it definitely kind of pulls from that a little bit. Yeah, and that those psychological thrillers are just insane because 
these people exist. You might not hear about them or see them because they're locked up in hopefully rooms very yeah. similar to lectures. If but you, I mean, you like the sh- if you like the show Mindhunter on Netflix. I mean, go back and watch Silence of the Lambs, and if you haven't yet, watch Hannibal. Obviously, the the sequels aren't as good as Silence of the Lambs, but I mean, if you like that Mindhunter type, you know, speaking and talking with serial killers and understanding what they did and why they did it. This is a definitely like a horror thriller for you. So as a house, I mean, I yeah, I mean, there's so many things you could do yeah, with it. You could have him strapped up to the, you know, his little carriage or whatever they had him strapped to with his mask on. They're in that airport kind yeah, of scene. Yeah, I think and, when you first walk, I mean, when you first walk in the house, you'll have the van, you'll have the girl that gets captured by Buffalo Bill. Yeah, you know that whole thing, and you could have scare actors act the scene out yeah. or something like that, or or just have the van kind of parked with its headlights on in a parking lot, and then you from there you move on to. Starling interviewing. Yeah, in interview, his, interviewing, like, little, not his cage, but his, where yeah. he's kept underground, essentially, yeah. in those, like, little brick with all the other gross people that yeah. some guy right. threw right. a yes. unnamed substance at her. She was trying <laughs> to walk up. Threw a substance at her. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you, I mean, you walk up to Hannibal Lecter's thing, and he's talking to you as you walk by, or he's doing the thing as yeah. you walk by. So, yeah, I, that... That would be great. And that you could walk by him, and then one of you know a scare actor in one of the other cages is the actual scare. While you're paying attention to him talking, the other one's the the gotcha moment. So, you just mentioned one of our other kind of heavy hitters for our IP. So that's going to tie into the beer. So we picked clown shoe beer because we're going to talk about one of the most famous movie style clowns of all time. We're talking it. With it, the '90s version. You know, it, it probably could still be a giant heavy hitter, but since this is our wish list of the 90s and, you know, we're kind of throwing everything out, this is no realistic event, we're going not just it, we're going to go all Stephen King. So this is a Stephen King house. So I think initially we looked at maybe doing just it because of Stephen King's properties from the 90s, and we're talking adaptation. I know the book was written before then, but it was written in the 80s, but... The, the TV movie came out in 1990, and that's why we considered it as part of the 90s thing. And then as more I thought about it, and being a big Stephen King fan, I thought, why don't we just go all 90s Stephen King adaptations and do a mashup? Now, granted, there's a lot of schlock, but there's also some really good movies mixed in there. And I think if you did that, you could definitely do a mashup house that I think brings a lot of things in, plus some you know more under-the-radar movies that you don't really realize existed. And... What you got to understand with Stephen King is that a lot of his adaptations aren't necessarily just novels. Obviously, some of them are. A lot of them are. But he writes a ton of short stories and a ton of novellas, a lot of smaller books that a lot of people don't know about, or you have to be a really big fan to really realize that was him. Um, and they made movies on a whole host of stuff from the 90s. Uh, obviously, the big one is It from you know the, the made-for-TV It movie. And we all know how obviously how awesome the book was. I have nostalgic remembrance of the movie simply because Tim Curry is a nut and yeah. he plays like great. the greatest like TV clown or movie clown ever. Anything um, that he does, Clue, no, yeah, yeah. Rocky Horror Picture, yeah. like and no shade and no shade to Sarsgaard and the new it, but like it's just different. It's just, a different take. Yeah, it's I mean, and just it's magical, just, just encompassing exactly what I think. King was going for in the book. I think Tim Curry got it. Obviously, again with Sars Guards and the new it, it went full blown scary, messed yeah. up, crazy clown, demon thing, and and, and that's what hit what was going for. But you know, Tim Curry is just is just so well remembered for that role, and I think that's part of the movie's problem. 
Obviously, it was a TV movie, so it wasn't. It couldn't be. It didn't push as many yeah, boundaries as they wanted to. Couldn't push the envelope like a movie could. And I think if you go back and you watch both parts, and just like the new movies, I think one part is stronger than the other. Yeah. It's obviously not as scary as we remember it. But I think you could definitely do a scene in, in a house with with Tim Curry's it. Now, as far as his other movies, because we're talking about a mashup here, uh, the '90s had a few, a couple good ones. I mean, obviously, we forget that The Graveyard Shift came out in 1990, and if those of us that don't remember what that is, it's a short story he wrote about these cleaning guys, these cleaning service, and they're cleaning a factory or a warehouse or something like that uh, on the graveyard shift, which is the overnight shift. And come to find out, the the sewers beneath the city are infested with rabid rats or not, I don't know if they're rabid or if they're just like radi- radiated rats or something like that. So there's a lot of rats that like eat people and, sh- and shit. Lots of good little um, sound scare effects yeah, there. I mean, you're talking about for scare effects in a, in, in a house, that would be perfect. I mean, anyone that remembers, I forget what ride it was. They used to, they would do the, the air at your feet. Oh, Bugs Life or something, something like that. Um, when so, they have the bugs yeah, crawl well, underneath when, their you legs. You know what I'm talking about. So like when, they, when they, they blow the air at your feet a certain way, it feels like there's rats running at your feet. So yeah. I mean, think about a, a scene in a house when you're walking through and you hear the noises and you see like the, the dead body with the rat coming out of its eye. Yeah. And you feel that feeling on the body of your yeah, feet. Yeah, just pop, 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 I mean, pop. That's terrifying. And we also got Misery. Yeah, misery is another big Slips one. Slips right in there. Yeah, obviously, like being the '90s, it's it's kind of hard. I would almost cheat a little bit and throw. say, let's throw Pet Cemetery. In oh there. yeah, for 80, sure. I mean, '89. It's basically 1990. Yeah, I, mean, I would right? toss that in there. Just if we're doing Stephen King mashup, I wouldn't be stretching to grab like Carrie from yeah, the '70s not, or yeah, anything. Yeah, we're not but picking seven. We're Cemetery not, we're, is we're not right there. Like the like the, the, the Shining would be its own house. Yeah, you know that sort of thing, but. I definitely think you could pull Pet Cemetery in because that's mm-hmm. a pretty good one. Yep. I mean, there's a couple others from the 90s that people forget I were actually pretty decent movies, even though they weren't critically acclaimed. Apt Pupil was about this boy that's being tutored by a former Nazi soldier. And I think Family Guy made fun of this in oh, one I'm episode. Sure. I'm sure. That, with that's um, some point. Chris going to this old German dude's house and helping him around the house. Oh, and yeah. It made, yeah. And, and it made uh, the old guy with the... <laughs> The, yeah, want some yeah, popsicles. yeah, that guy like made him angry because he's like, I he, I fought him in the war or whatever. And yeah. that, so basically, if you, if you remember that episode of Family Guy, that's what this movie's about. But it's actually terrifying, <laughs> and it's directed by Brian Singer, the guy who directed a few of the X Men movies. Oh yeah. And um, if you haven't seen it, you guys got to go watch it because it, it is a crazy movie, but it is terrifying. So I mean, you could throw things like that in there, and and. And I'm talking just a straight up mashup. This isn't gonna yeah, be like no cohesive in story. There's no cohesion. It's just walking through different Stephen King. And that's almost better where you get you know your two best scenes from it, your two best scenes from Pet Cemetery. Right. You get like one scene for Misery and then one for you know Graveyard and, Shift. And, and I'm cheating again. Like I'm pulling. Like obviously we're pulling it, which is a TV movie. I'm pulling the Stand TV movie or the mm-hmm. TV show. I mean, I it wasn't good from what I remember, but hey. The book is amazing and so apt to what's going on right now. I, I don't think they could do it because yeah, it, it would, be it would offend so it many be very people. Tricky. Because if you've read The Stand, it's essentially what's happening right now on a much larger scale. Yeah. Hey, it's my it's my dream, Stephen King House. Yeah. And I don't, and that's what I this don't is care all about, about your feelings at this point. This is what it's about. <laughs> so, I mean, with that one-two punch of Sounds of the Lambs and then Stephen King, you, know, you drop that Stephen King announcement and you throw that old Pennywise up there and you the Pet Cemetery logo, you have the Misery it, that Stephen King house is a hit right there. Yeah, where I mean, Steve, I mean, you, you adapt everything. I mean, that's you, sell, you sell your rights to everything. I mean, yeah. come on. Come yeah. on, man. We'll make it happen. We're going to dip now. Sticking with our IP houses, we're going to bring us Scream. So one of the few slashers, I 
I don't think it's ever been a house. I think it was in Hollywood, but not was, Orlando. Was, the, was Scream a, a house, or, or was just Ghostface a part of like a slasher mashup? I'm, I, I see. I this don't is know. one thing I'm I mean, completely I'm not, I'm unsure not, of. Yeah, I'm not a history, so correct us on you know on the on the, on the Facebook. Like, let us know what you all you history buffs out there that have been following this for a very long time. We don't remember. It was Scream ever a house, or I, I have a feeling that Ghostface was probably part of it in some way, probably on Hollywood, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't know for sure. I mean, we yeah, could look I, it up, but I think it was at Hollywood. But I, I don't think we've ever got Ghostface at Orlando. Orlando. So obviously, being '90s, obviously being slasher, we have to kind of fill that role. We don't get to pick the Leatherface. You know, I mean, we could pick some of the the crappier, you know, Jason movies or yeah, but that's those boring. were yeah, and those have already been there. Jason done takes that. Jason takes New York. Yeah, exactly. The or Manhattan. Manhattan. Jason yeah. takes Manhattan. Oh, it'd be great. When did Jason actually X come that, out? When did Jason honest, X come out? <laughs> Uh, that was 2000. Yeah, that we was, just that missed was, it. That was Damn millennials. It. But to be honest with you, when when did Manhattan come out? Let me look that up. I think Goes to Hell was like nine, 99 or something like that, or 98. We're going with a Scream House because that just, no pun intended, screams 90s. I was, I was, Manhattan was 89. Yeah, Manhattan was just, we just missed Manhattan. Ah, <laughs> such a shame. But hey, if we're cheating for Pet Cemetery, yeah. why can't we cheat <laughs> right? for Manhattan? We got to get that lesser acclaimed I'm not going to lie to you. Like, that, I mean, the movie was shit, but that'd be a sick-ass house. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> yeah, so just scream all around. I mean, it fills the void of that slasher, which you don't need to have it, but as a wish list, Ultimate 90s, this is what I want. I want Ghostface. I want that scream house. I want, you know, that Cindy Campbell character run through. And this, it all it is is just a, a it's kind of like the Halloween houses where it's, you could just have it in a house. You don't need big sets, big scenery. Yeah, You're mean, walking through the house, Ghostface is attacking you, boom, it's be, over. The whole, the whole house could be just based around that one part of the movie. Just that the ending. Movie, just where the they're night. in the house and they're talking about, like, the rules of horror and he's going on and on about, like, what you have to do to survive. And you, you could do a house just based on that, in that part of it alone like yeah. you, you come into the garage and the girl's hanging out her ass is hanging out the garage door yeah. and that sort of thing i keep messing the two up because i just watch scary movie as well so i'm trying to uh, yeah. you know, like we should have doofy in there oh wait that wasn't the <laughs> real movie. yeah it wasn't doofy's not here but yeah scream is kind of that uh, i wouldn't say that heavy hitter and it's not up there i don't think with sounds of the lambs or our it would stephen king in. i mean but it, it draws that I mean, slasher scream, fandom yeah i mean scream scream was it's the movie that saved the slasher yeah in my in my eyes i mean let's be honest mid 90s late 90s the slasher movie genre just wasn't i mean we look at it today you know go we have a ton of like great budget stuff because the thing is is like movies today are a little bit different like back then like i don't think budget movies were nearly as big at least in horror anyways and i could be wrong but i mean you had b movies and then you had the triple a titles i'll use gaming parlance you know so scream was kind of that movie that saved slashers or not saved but like gave slashers a new a new a new lease on life essentially yeah. it was kind of like um, and it was a great spin from it because it was a slasher based off of yeah, kids meta. that watched slashers and yeah. it was just it, was, it snowballed it was, meta. it was a really smart movie i mean people that aren't in the in the know we'll call it when it comes to horror you know they'll be like it's just another gory movie like why do you like that crap it's like but it's a really smart horror movie like it knows exactly what it is it knows what it's going for and I forget the guy's name that wrote the movie, Kevin Williams or something like that. I forget the guy's name. But I remember when, you know, watching a documentary on it, he was, like, like living in an apartment, barely hanging on. He had, like, no money and just <laughs> so sat, up for, like, sat up for, like, a month and just wrote the movie. And they optioned it, and they got Wes, Wes Craven. Craven signed on for it to, to direct. And it, yeah. He I mean, crushed it. I mean, if you're doing a 90s theme 
Horror Nights, you have to have Scream. Yeah. Like, there's no reason not to have Scream. Yeah. Scream is your obligatory slasher house. So that's it's in there. We're, we're putting it in. All right, we got two more. You I could th- sell a ton of ghost face masks. Yeah, all right. Like, merch. Huge, huge. So and cups. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> we don't we don't get to get profits off of this, but <laughs> no, if know. we did, if we did. <laughs> I just want. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> this would make us what's higher than billionaires. Right, seriously. Whatever that is. All right, so our second to last IP, we're going to be running with a Blair Witch Project house. So this is going to kind of have that loose adaptation it's going to have little things from the movie but it's going to be kind of like there was a scene in the stranger things house where it's all that it's very wooded Wooded, yeah. it's that's what we're going to be working with it's going to be a completely I mean, outdoor yeah, style it's, one it's i don't think it's a hard movie to adapt into a house it's just it's just it's going to look maybe graveyard games from last year that yeah type of thing where you're kind of like in that one setting out in the out in the open no. and and you see the effects of the villain, but you don't really see yeah, because the villain. We look you know? at the movie; you don't ever see there's the not, witch. Yeah, you don't no. know who she is, other no. than uh, folklore. So you're gonna get a lot of like the sticks, and those dark, and yeah. those like very dark things. stairs where yeah. you're gonna you're gonna have that light trigger where a light flashes up, and then you see them standing, you know, head right. into the corner of the wall, and maybe have them. Well, like, I'll tell you right now, pull I mean, back or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm walking into the last scene, all I hear is Mike, Mike. I'm yeah. not gonna want to enter that room. Yeah, I'm just no. gonna like stand there, walk and hold, hold the whole freaking yeah. thing because that's terrifying. Yeah, and that that I mean, talk about another movie that changed horror. I mean that I mean yeah, it started all yeah, it started a whole trend. I mean that was like and everybody knows this. I mean anyone listening to this knows what Blair Witch is and they know what it started and they know what it means to horror. So yeah, I mean the fact that they've never used it as a as a house is mind blowing to me because it's just it made it, they made it for sixty grand and it made millions. Yeah, and it was such a good age to that. It was the per- it was before the social media was crazy. So they the, they thought that these people were gone. Yeah, they the thought this was, was actually on, that's what made the movie so popular. Was the marketing? Yeah, they, they everyone thought brilliant. it was real. They everyone thought these these kids were dead. They thought this was an actual found footage thing. These were no I don't even know if they were actors. I think they were all just students and they kind of pieced it together. And they kind of stayed off of the radar while the whole premiering and everything like that happened. So when it released, they're like, "Oh shit! Like, oh, oh, yeah, where's I mean, the where are these kids? We can't watch these kids die on TV." But no, yeah. no jokes I mean, on it you. Was, it, it was, was just a good movie. Yeah. So as a house, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think you need to do a lot because it just the story itself works so well. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if they took the Blair Witch idea and they framed an original house around that idea That's and include Blair Witch, Woody style. Yeah. I mean, just say like you know. You're on the hunt. You're, you're you're actually you yourself are out to look for the missing girl Kids or, whatever. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, I know we have that big you know statue made out of sticks in the woods. Have that up on fire mm-hmm. or something like that. It's a great just walking through that. You know, I'd have like sounds of tree branches snapping. You know, very very dark house. Very. You guys all know the feeling. I'm sure at some point if you were ever you know as a kid in the woods walking around late at night and you kind of get spooked by different little sounds, bugs chirping, whatever, and you always have that overwhelming feeling that there's something over your shoulder yeah it gives you that camping theme too so like you're talking like jason or whatever or friday the 13th and a lot of that like you know kids out camping or whatever goofing off i mean you have that camping theme too you walk through like a camp or something like that and the, the tents are all torn up or, yeah. or empty Just abandoned those yeah there's no hope left i mean side note if you ever want 
to see something that completely changes the way to look at that movie, go check out It's a Film Theory on YouTube. I'm sure you probably know what the channel is, but if you haven't if you've ever watched it before, the his name is Matt Pat. He's a YouTuber. He does, he does an episode on The Blair Witch Project, and he has a totally different twist on the idea of the movie. And he has a he, he introduces a completely wild idea, but th- when he breaks down the evidence, you're kind of like, holy shit! Like, <laughs> so he basically I don't want to ruin the, ruin it, but go go watch it. it. He he has the idea. He has a theory that that instead of like there actually being a witch or whatever, the two dudes for whatever reason convinced this convinced the girl to go out there and and they and they murder her, and that's <laughs> why. And that, and that's kind of what happens. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but you watch the video and you're like, makes sense. Holy crap! Like what? <laughs> I'm not going to be the same way. Our last IP, we are going to go, because it seems to be a thing that's been trending upwards these last couple of years, is having that goofy-ish, throw-off kind of comedy style where we had like a Ghostbusters, we had Killer Clowns, stuff like that there, where it just kind of was that feel-good house where people didn't have to really be afraid. And for that one, I'm going to go straight old school. I already mentioned I'm wearing the shirt. We're going Goose, Bumps, Baby, R.L. Stein, my dog. Yeah, buddy. With this, it's going to, again, be sort of that, like, mashup y style house where it's just not going to have a full, cohesive story. Unfortunately, we're not going to use the Jack Black movie. I know. No. <laughs> this no, is, no, 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 no. This is... We're I love go, you, Jack Black, but but no. Yeah, we're going to go mix it up. I mean, the books and the TV series were so similar. They were shot, I mean, pretty close onto it, but we're going to go with those, like, TV series style. Yeah, we're, I mean, I think, because this is a visual medium, you have to kind of focus on the on the show, less yeah. more so, less so than the books. Obviously, I mean, this isn't a competition, but I own almost, I think, close to all of them um, when it comes to the books, yeah. and I read almost all of them. I had them at some point, I, I don't know why. I'm pretty sure I still have mine somewhere at home, like home home, like my parents' house, but who knows. I think with this house, it's kind of like the Stephen King idea where it's like there's no cohesion, like you just said. No, just best, it's, it's the just best of. pick the best of. And this we could we could spend an hour just podcasting about yeah. Goosebumps. I mean, we're going to have... And, like, one of the best episodes of Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. That, that could be a future episode. I mean, clearly have to have the mask. Yeah, mask I mean, for sure. Fight me. Mask Sl- is the best Goosebumps book and episode ever. Slappy. You have the whole oh, Night of the Living yeah, Dummies. The puppet, the dummy, whatever, yeah. yeah. You have, like, a Welcome to the Dead House. We have mm-hmm. to have, you know, Stay Out of the Basement. Yeah. like the the, oh, the, the, the the scientist dad that turns into, like, a leaf monster yeah, or whatever. The, what is the, I think it was the first episode they ever did. I don't know what number book it was, but the librarian that was an alien and eight people. Yeah. Like, eight kids. Like, I mean, they don't show this stuff to kids these days. Like, the stuff they showed to us, no wonder we're so screwed up. Yeah. No. I mean, a librarian turned into an alien and eight children. Yeah, I got the... Let me repeat that. Eight <laughs> children. Gone. You know, say cheese and die. The beast from exactly. the east. Exactly. Say cheese and die. That's great. an awesome one. <laughs> Those ones were amazing. Welcome the camp nightmare. Yeah, you go back and watch these episodes. You're gonna see actresses and actresses today that you're like, holy shit, they did a, they did a Goosebumps episode. I think I'm pretty sure Ryan Gosling was in a Goosebumps episode. He could have been very early. Almost guaranteed that he was in one of them. I forget which one. I think I'm gonna look that up. I think my favorite one was the Revenge of the Lawn Gnomes, though. Those were, for whatever reason, just so outlandish and, and ridiculous. But, again, no cohesive to the storyline. This is just going to be a straight-up Goosebumps house. This is all just a best-of hit. So we're not going to kind of break down each scene. I was right. Gosling and Ryan was Gosling. It calling, was it calling all say creeps? Say cheese and die. Oh, say cheese and say die. Say cheese and die, yeah. son. <laughs> yeah. Calling all creeps would be another cool one that we'd have. But, again, just kind of a... A mashup-y best of. There's so many things to work oh, with that. So much Man, you can a do Goosebumps with that. house. I would. I and again, we're not talking any 
rights or anything like that. I have no idea who yeah, even owns never, Goosebumps. This would never happen. But, I, I wish it would. <laughs> but I mean, for the for the fan at heart, I mean, how we, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just something that's gonna happen for sure. But it's fun to think about. But it, it. needs to happen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, think about it. Arl Stein, get on it. You can yep. make. You could sell all your books all over again yep. to a bunch of adults that owned them when they were kids. If I was at Horror Nights and they had like a little book set up of I'd all the Goosebumps, I would absolutely rebuy <laughs> all those. All of For them. For sure. All right. So those are our five IPs that we're going to use as houses for this ultimate 90s Halloween Horror Night. So we got Silence of the Lambs, Scream, The Blair Witch Project. We have our ultimate King House, and then we have Goosebumps. Some honorable mentions. So these are some movies that we kind of tossed around that... We ended up picking some of these for scare zones that we'll talk about later, but these were some that were very close, but I just couldn't figure out a way to kind of swing it either way. So we got The Sixth Sense, which great 90s horror style movie, but again, it's that like Put psychological. On the map. Yeah, it's a little made psychological. Him a, made him a director. Yeah, psychological thrillery kind of thing. So it's not, I mean, can't really make anything yeah, out of I it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's at first thought, it's a good idea. But I don't know how you make that a house. Yeah, or I mean, scares on this like really Bruce nothing. Willis sitting there and going, I'm not dead, I'm dead. Yeah, I'm dead. Like, did like, you see him? I see him. He's yeah, dead. I see I dead mean, people. So it's kind of like, great movie, hard to make that a house. Yeah. We got Army of Darkness, which could have worked as a, a little bit, but I didn't want to use that because Ash has been used in the past in some capacity, and pretty recently too. So I just wanted to kind of steer yeah, clear I mean, of that I mean, army of darkness by itself pretty good movie but it is the third in a trilogy yeah, it's no evil dead no it's, ash it's, yeah, I evil, mean, dead. evil dead is kind of the one that everybody thinks of when they think of ash but i we were talking before we started recording this that i i do think the army of darkness could maybe fit as a scare zone you kind of think of it like the zombie land scare zone from last year where you've got a bunch of skeletons walking around with like the old medieval weaponry and stuff like that and then all of a sudden you hear like over the over the loudspeakers get me my boomstick and you hear a chainsaw and then some and a scare actor comes out playing ash and he starts taking out zo- uh Thomas said zombies they start taking out skeletons and stuff yeah. so that'd be kind of cool but yeah i don't i don't know i don't know if this would it, it could work as a house but are they just retreading things if yeah point which that? If our, for our ultimate i'm happy with the ips that we took instead of it mm-hmm. another one is Candyman. again that original movie we kind of talked about it before when it was a it was on our episode where we talked potential ips yeah it was a potential but IP. because it's been talked about with the whole jordan peele stuff i wanted to pick something that wasn't already talked yeah, about this one's almost too safe like we wanted yeah. to go a little crazy with yeah. this this so. is this is just we wanted to go outrageous on that end and we haven't even scrapped the surface yet so the next one is interesting for me because i i think that this actually could be in place of goosebumps and obviously if you, if you know what we're talking about we're, we're, we're talking about are you afraid of the dark yeah now the only reason i i think goosebumps is a better choice only because like you said it's kind of that light-hearted yeah or it's so recognizable that light-hearted scarer Scarer, lighthearted mm-hmm. terror. It's it's scary, you know, because you remember as kids it scaring you. Are you afraid of the dark? Is definitely more serious. You can watch that today, and it still gives me chills. Yeah, it's just from they did a good job a with that. I mean, that pool episode with the, with the pool monster thing, terrifying, yeah. like nightmares, like that, like, like. So, are you afraid of the dark? It's kind of like the scary stories, scary stories to tell your kids or tell tell in the dark. Scary the stories told in the dark. Where it's like it's kind of like that stepping stone from you know early childhood scary stuff to traditional adult horror. So I think this, out of all the honorable mentions, I think this one could be the 
best attempt the at the house. one, yeah. Uh, and, I, and I'm kind of bummed it wasn't it wasn't one we picked, but I definitely wanted to make sure that we mentioned it for yeah. sure. The other one we had was I Know What You Did Last Summer. Again, we didn't want to make it. We did, With all the houses, we didn't want to have too many that were in common with each other. So obviously, if you hold Scream up to I Know What You Did Last Summer, Scream yeah. is going to win. Yep. Hands down. Yep. I mean, if you need an obligatory slasher, it's Scream. It's not I Know What You Did Last Summer. Right. Although, it, decent movie, but I mean... Out of all 90, I mean, when you think 90 slashers, you think Scream. Scream, Ghostface, yeah. yeah. And then the very last one, which I threw on there just because <laughs> it's my... I, I, I love this goddamn it movie so scary. much. I love this movie so much. It's not even a horror movie, but this would have been my, like, super... This would have been, like, my killer clown's house where it's, like... Oh, yeah. It's so far oh, yeah. away from horror. We're talking small soldiers. Oh, and I got thoughts about this. Yeah, we got, the, we got the Garganoid... Yeah. They're great, man. You got Archer. You got the little rock hand guy. You got the dad from Transformers as a dad in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, he hasn't aged in 25 years. He's fucking legit. I loved Small Soldiers as a kid. I mean, Tommy Lee Jones plays the fucking commander of the the, Chip Hazard. Chip Hazard. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a good movie. It's great. That shit's scary as fuck. I I used to play this as like a PC game. It was just you had to pick between like the Gorgonites or the, I'm pretty or the, sure it was, the it, Ultimate Commando or whatever they were, the yeah, something was commandos. It, uh, fuck, wasn't Dennis Leary the fucking dude that worked at the toy company? I'm pretty sure it was Dennis Leary, and he's like talking about like we're gonna put nuclear fucking ships <laughs> in toys. <laughs> this thing was this was ahead of its time because these are toys that should be coming out now. Dude, this shit's scary as yeah. fuck. I'm sorry if you got a fucking toy soldier and it comes to life because it's got a fucking military heart, military hardware in the fucking yeah. head, in the head of it. Fuck yeah, that shit's scary as fuck. I, just, chase around my- I forgot all the names, but I'm going to list them off. These are my favorites. So these are the Commando Elite. You got Chip Hazard, Brick Bazooka, Butch Meat Hook, Kip Killigan, Nick Nitro, so Link Static. I mean, they're great. Oh, Nick Nitro. Poor Nick Nitro gets killed like in the first 10 minutes yeah, of the yeah. movie. And you got Brick Bazooka, who's that like heavy artillery dum-dum with a, a, pretty much a nuke on his back. It just God, runs I around back. I watch that now, this, now. Movie, this movie is amazing. If you have not seen this movie, and again, not horror-related at see, all. Oh, my God. Small Soldiers? You need to watch Small Soldiers. I think this was Kirsten Dunn's first movie, I, or it's close to it. I don't think it's her first. Maybe for, it wasn't her first This was the first thing I remember seeing her but, in. But, yeah, I mean, for David, us, it's probably one of the first things we saw her in. But yeah. She's definitely been in other things. David but, Cross is in there. Oh, David Cross yeah. is in it. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, such a good movie. Yeah. Tobias is there. Yeah. You got to, I mean, you, go. please go back. I mean, this is kind of a crazy off-tangent, but it was. Yeah. It's just one of those movies. Oh, for it's, sure. I'm, I'm totally... Now I'm kind of bummed we didn't choose it. Yeah, now so... I'm bored. Yeah, we kind of... the first one I saw the list, I was like... What is that? Ah, Small Soldiers. I mean, it's not really scary, but then the more I thought about it, that movie's... It's pretty terrifying. Phenomenal, and it's scary. Yeah, especially as, as a kid. Like, your toy's coming alive. Yeah. They were built by the I mean, army to neutralize. It's one of those movies, I think, kind of like Are You Afraid of the Dark, where it was like a transitional movie for us as growing up. I mean, like, when we saw that, it was... Like it was an anim- early animated movie, ki- obviously animated characters. It kind of brought you from like those kids movies into more adult themes, even though it's still a kids family movie. I guess you could. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, murderous dolls. I don't know. Yeah. If, I mean, they don't really kill. Mu- I mean, no, they but, don't get I mean, the job done. They're trying done yet, but, to kill people. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. it's like it's definitely not a young family movie. I mean, it's not yeah, for no. young kids. No, they talk about the violence more than they show. That's how they kind of get away with it. But it's. It could be a good scary little house. You'd have to blow them up to a, a bigger size. Obviously, they're. I don't they're know. I'm telling figures, you right now, but... if I if I walk through a room and there's a 
like a hundred little toy soldiers walking toward me by themselves, I'm gonna a little I'm, brick bazookas. Yeah, I'm gonna get scared. That's gonna make me nervous. <laughs> All right, so those were our honorable mentions of our IPs. So these next ones are our originals. So these are our original houses that are gonna be the next five. Some of these are a little bit more fleshed out than others. So let's just dive right in. So the first one that I kind of came up with was just like a, a haunted schoolhouse because obviously growing up in the you know early 90s, that was when I went to school. Things that kind of came to mind during those times is you have that super hardwood floor with the gym time. You have that big parachute where you kind of lift it up and you run under and you run down. You suffocate Dodge pretty much ball. all the children. Yeah, I mean. Astro- what was it? Asteroid game you played yeah, with the balls? And something like that. that. Then you have at you know something with scooter boards, those things that would destroy your kneecaps and your shins that were 100% not safe for children at all. You could have some kind of like really old tormented style teacher, you know, dragging her her hands against the chalkboard. I don't know if you guys had them, but the things that we used to have to draw straight lines on a chalkboard was like a like a Freddy Krueger hand with like four pieces of chalk huh. stuck into it, so it did lines that oh, were all remember, spaced yeah, out, so, something like that. I'd have like a cafeteria style scene and I only wanted to do the cafeteria scene so I could say that we had a Sobe and Fruitopia or <laughs> vending least, machine. Like, obviously like some like clever little pun horror yeah. version of it or like a like some a, lunch like, lady like, scene. like a very fine machine Yeah, because we couldn't have soda in the school so you yeah. had to like very fine So juice. it was just how much sugar can we smash into this yeah. juice? It's not soda but it's 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 just sugar yep. juice. Um, I'd have a like a scholastic book sale scene somewhere in like one of the hallways and then a couple of the other little scares that I'd have would be somewhere in the in the classroom I don't if you guys ever did those little paper snapper things you fold the paper a certain way and you kind of you whip it and it makes that loud pop sound we always had shitty kids in the back of the class that made those you could see like you, I mean you could have like those those old paper slicers yeah the, like, they used to have like and they would like pretty much just down. so yeah. you have like someone like some crazy lady stick her fingers in it and cut yeah, her and fingers just cut out it off like right that. there it's like art that's the arts <laughs> well, they yeah, could have, that. have a bunch of kids that are in the detention and she's using like the thing to, like chop their like fingers yeah. off or some shit oh side note we could take a whole scene from my actual <laughs> <laughs> this is the playbook of nick parabically coming at you from when i was in middle school my art teacher used to have a closet where she would just put yeah you yeah you had her oh, too oh i know who you're talking about yep. yeah so she would yep. put not children not naming names but yeah <laughs> they would put kids into the the goddamn art lying. supply like, yeah this the art isn't supply like, closet no no this isn't like making up a story this lady legitimately put kids in a closet in the art I'm supply closet i'm pretty sure closet. she put my younger brother patrick in a closet oh, i went in, i went in there i remember like when i first moved to clinton mass what we're talking about she screamed at me for not knowing where her supplies was. It was like week one. I had just moved to the school. Yeah. This lady was nuts. Yeah. She put tennis balls underneath every single chair leg. So you wouldn't have that sound. So I would, of course, take mine off and. And I, I pushed that. I pushed her to insanity. So yeah, she, yeah. I mean. So she could be an inspiration so for this easily house. Easily inspiration. Yeah. Inspiration, inspiration for this house. I think I have another inspiration from another teacher who was just a huge alcoholic he would hide like a bottle of vodka in his globe and i remember one time he threw a desk like he flipped the desk into the wall he's i, I he's not teaching anymore he, he i don't even know where he is yeah so this this we could pull from a lot of i'm sure everybody out there has ridiculous life experiences ni- yeah, you've got those 90s experiences you remember from like being a 90s school kid so yeah, but all of them fit so that would kind of be our haunted schoolhousey you, 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 you gotta use those um what are those little like those 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 binders that we always had the um oh i forget the name of them 
That's so bad. You guys, I'm sure someone listening knows what I'm talking about, but like the old like like agendas or no, it wasn't even agenda. It was like a binder. It was a specific name for it. Everyone had them in the '90s no. and the early 2000s. No. So the uh, the second I uh, original story that we came up with, and this kind of goes '80s as well, but I think we fondly remember it from the '90s because we all had that favorite store we all went to. Mm blockbuster yeah so we do like a haunted video rental store we call it like Shockbuster or shock oster or something yeah, stupid block like that busted and then yeah block busted and like the signs the typical ticket sign but it's all covered in blood and shit so yeah i mean you have that old like that that 90s era you're basically at the tail end of the vhs era so yeah. like you know right before we got into dvds those are friday saturday nights man just yeah, I mean, go there stock I remember up. we would walk down a we'd walk to blockbuster or we'd get you know beg our parents to drive us down there and you just dig through all of the just rows and rows of tapes and that's kind of how my i mean just my horror fandom grew i mean i remember like when i finally got my parents or my father at least my father to agree to let me start watching like horror movies and stuff i would rent like the old Halloween movies on VHS. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember I was I I was actually introduced to Michael Myers from uh, Halloween H two O, the one the, in the '90s where it was an older Jamie Lee Curtis and her son, played by uh, oh um, Josh Hartnett. Yeah, <laughs> Josh Hartnett, and you know that's kind of what introduced me to Michael Myers. Obviously, I was rightfully learned, and I and I watched the original, and I got hooked on the whole series, and he's now my favorite, but. Yeah, I mean, just you have a house where you walk through. You walk through the opening of a store. You got aisle. You know, yeah, I, you I get, just picture aisles of different rentals. You could have the popcorn machine in there somewhere. The adult only section that kind of tapered off, where you can maybe like enter through you, there. And, well, you, you think it's like an adult only section, but yeah. then you walk in, there's like like a, a torture chamber. Or yeah, something stupid like that. Yeah, this is one of our less fleshed out ideas, but like there's it so made more sense do for, with it i mean you see i mean you don't want to do the typical zombie stuff but you could have the crazy weirdo that works behind the desk. yeah be more of just like a creeper not a yeah, zombie and he, like, he follows you and he goes oh, i've heard of this movie no i've heard of this movie yeah, where's your see late fees movie? late fees you see this movie and then like yeah like the last scene he's like got like a knife and he's like yeah. you didn't pay your late fees you yeah. forgot to rewind your tape yeah almost <laughs> psycho style like just yeah. that weird off-brand Misery. characters yeah, yeah. our Next one, I think, is probably my favorite house because it was probably the most realistic fear of the 90s. Yeah, nor- toward the end of the, the decade, for sure. Yeah. This is kind of like the biggest fear on everybody's mind. And looking back on it, it's kind of silly. But people were actually terrified of, of a lot of this happening. And this is actually an interesting house. Yeah, so this one is our fear of Y2K. So obviously, Y2K was 2000. It was supposed to at midnight. When the clocks, you know, switched over to 2000, there was supposed to be a giant network technology failure, which would send off nukes and drop planes from the yeah, sky people, and computers would stop working. People honestly thought that when the computers turned over from 1999 to 2000, that they, they weren't built to do that for some reason. Yeah, And they that thought that because us. of that, um, all the computers were going to fail. And everything at the time and still today, even, even like, obviously today is very technological, but back then even going into the new millennium, everything was run by computers like it is today. And people were terrified that the computers, things that were, that were running things like planes, like you just yeah. said, um, were going to fail and planes are going to fall from the sky and the market was going to crash and all your lights were going to shut off and yeah. your refrigerator is going to stop working. And-, <laughs> and today, I mean, today I think we're more socially dependent upon it. And technology now obviously is so advanced. But back then, 
we were very technology dependent, but we didn't have a lot of fail safes because it was still new to happen. businesses. We never thought it would happen. Yeah. I mean, we, I think at the time everyone was like, oh, this is a great new technology that, you know, computers are awesome. Like home computers are, are now a thing. Yeah. Obviously today we know that we have fail safes in place, but it's still. Then a, we didn't. Yeah. And then we really didn't. And, and to be honest with you, it's still a scary thought to think about. So the reason why this works as a house is because, you know, people were actually Obviously, planes crashing is, is a legitimate fear. Like, yeah. Everyone has this fear. I mean, whether you are a conditioned flyer like me or someone that's never flown before, you still have that feeling of, you know, you're very much at the mercy of a of the plane working. So the idea that a computer could shut off and, and just the plane drops. just drops out of the sky. Yeah. Not safe crashing, just straight down, dropping I mean, out. That's a scary, scary thought. So this would be kind of like a post-apocalyptic um, style house. This would be during or right after the fall of Y2K. So you got, you know, nukes, you know, a nuclear scene where you're kind of walking through a, a city that was turned to a wasteland. There'd be a scene where you kind of walk in through. I, I, I picture the exit of one scene of the house into the next scene being walking through the tail of a plane or the side of a ripped open plane and, and walking down the aisle of a crashed plane with bodies or whatever and you have characters and in the plane you could walk through the cockpit and that's kind of like a a segue into a different scene within the house and then obviously you have to have the aol dial tone somewhere right when you walk in yeah i mean you've got aol like hotmail hotmail and then you've got the dial you got the um dial up tone which is the like that 56k modem type sound yeah so you have all the tvs almost like matrix style with like that green like font just going down the line failure 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 so that that house i think is probably my favorite because it was the most realistic yeah what you could do too is like with the nuclear bomb nuclear missile type like launching because there's no fail safes anymore to protect them you could kind of like start that by walking through like a a nuclear launch facility yeah and the red and stuff shooting up and and you see like like on a screen like the missiles being launched yeah and you can be kind of cool you have all the smoke in the house coming from the you know you have smoke you come down, and you have the lighting yeah. almost of a missile shooting out through yeah. the sky or whatever. Yeah, and you walk out and like into the wasteland. It's it, it it's interesting. I think you could kind of you could kind of mix this house with like a post apocalyptic. So like part of it's like everything failing, and at the end of it, you're kind of walking like Mad Maxi style. Yeah, like, there's like like people like the characters are then like Mad Maxi adapting to living yeah, in that like condition tribes now and stuff like that. Yep. Another one we had, so we got two left. This one is a little less fleshed out. This one might be kind of like our zombie house because we don't really have a zombie-themed house yet. And this one would just be kind of set in a mall. I grew, I know growing up, I was a mall rat. I spent a lot of days, Fridays, oh, yeah. I would just go there, walk around all night, go catch a movie, and then go yeah, home and it's call another it one of It's another one of those that kind of pull a little bit from the 80s because obviously mall culture <laughs> started in the 80s. But I think in the 90s, it was still a big thing. I mean, getting your parents to drive you to the, to the mall so you could hang out with friends. Yeah, that was I mean, the that place was, to be. That was still a thing for, for us 90s kids. Yeah, so I, this could kind of pull a little bit from the Dawn of the Dead, which is obviously not a 90s movie, but it's still that idea yeah, where, If we're going like, to use zombies somewhere, use zombies, might as well use it yeah, here, too. It's, it's a good setting to put zombies in, because just like <laughs> that movie was trying to say, was that, you know, they're coming back to what they remember. They always went to the mall. Like, yeah. So it's like... Very campy style. You could have like a '90s ish zombie. Yeah. House. Like I think you were saying earlier, like you'd have like a uh, a Spencer's Gifts style. Yeah, Spencer. Store, you know, talk, like, like Claire's. Store. You know, just like if you just remember, if you search '90s malls, like an, like an the orange food, Julius. Yeah, the food court signs. You know, you have the 
you have like a little shitty carousel in the middle of a food court for for whatever right. reason. You know that one again. That one's kind of like our our video rental blockbuster blockbusted house where it's we have just kind of the concept. We don't have the full storyline fleshed out, but given with like a horror nights creative team or whatever, this could be a pretty fun house. I personally just because uh, I would I would wholeheartedly expect a chopping mall robot. Yeah, yeah. So it's not not, not a 90s movie, but if I don't have Security a chopping mall robot rolling around, this yeah. is like a little Easter egg. The last of our houses, so this will be number 10, is going to be some sort of Saturday morning cartoon style thing where it's not exactly your cartoons. It's more of the kids are being sucked in by the TV and almost kind of like Incredibles 2-ish where they have like that screen slaver. Mind control. They're being controlled by all those cartoon networks to either kill their parents or start some sort of revolution or uprising. You know, originally what I wanted to do was just in a Saturday morning's horror style cartoon where we're talking like Pokemon, Gargoyles, Rugrats, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Street Sharks. But then with that, that's more of like an IP and we wanted to keep it kind of 50-50. So a Saturday morning cartoon style, you can have stuff like that in the background or playing on the TV where the kids draw inspiration from that show and they kind of go on to carry out heinous acts on their parents, whether they, you know, they're killing them in their sleep, they're, you know, stabbing them, they're trying to kind of take over the world. So the corporation that's running these shows has an agenda, like and the children, children are their warriors. It's like a Children of the Corn type thing. Essentially, it's a to brainwashing. Get back to Stephen King, but like brainwashing the kids by not nice purposes, and like you know, the whole idea of like you know, it takes that whole idea of kids getting up on Saturday morning to watch cartoons. It takes that and twists it on its head and says this was actually done for nefarious purposes and there's some evil CEO, unnamed CEO from a yeah. from a major media corporation that's trying to control the kids to turn right. them against their parents and take over the world. That's a terrifying, terrifying, terrifying idea. His name is Gil Bates. <laughs> Gil Bates is behind all of these attacks. All right, so those are our houses for our ultimate 90s wish list so we got sounds of the lambs scream the blair witch project stephen king mashup we got a goosebumps we got the haunted house the block busted fear of y2k mall rats and a saturday morning cartoon so now we are into our scare zones we're gonna we spent a lot of time on those houses to kind of flesh them out because there's a lot more in depth whereas these scare zones we can kind of not just list them off and call it a day but there's a little there less, less description. Yeah, there's a little less to talk about. So in these scare zones, we have a few IPs and a few originals. So let's go with our IPs first. So one of our IPs that I wanted to use, I was originally going to use as a house, but I thought as a scare zone would be pretty cool. It's seven. Now, as a house, it would work great, but I like the ones that we picked. They all had a great reason behind why we picked them. Seven, now I forget the name of where this scare zone is located, but it's the one that the Zombie Vikings was last year. It's kind of the bridge it's over by the towards the Comcast NBC restaurant thing that's over that way, where the yeah. makeup basically coming out towards the makeup uh, stage, kicking over to ET area. Yeah. But I I envision it on that bridge, and you have seven different setups. One representing obviously all the murders in the movie, but each one representing one of the seven deadly seven sins. Sins, yeah. So it would be pretty much just kind of walking through the movie in that way. You could have like FBI style agents as like roaming characters or you can have the um Kevin well who can we say Kevin Spacey he's still canceled right yeah, yeah. 
Still you can have the orange jumpsuit, bad, bad character guy walking around. But Seven will be kind of one of our IP-style yeah, scare zones. I mean, it's interesting to list it as a scare zone. I, I'm of the... I'm of the idea that I think it'd be better as a house, but it could go either way for me. I mean, it's not one of those movies where I think it demands a house. It's a scary movie in its own right. It's not a horror movie necessarily, but it is in the 90s, and I think that's kind of why we went with it. I mean, everyone, I mean, if you haven't seen Seven yet, go watch it. It's a good movie. I think just personally, it'd be better as a house, and with the ones that we selected, it just it didn't fit. So, um, obviously, zombies. Or zombies, and zombies are never going to go away, whether you like it or not. One of the other ideas we had, it's kind of like the zombie land zone we had last year, but instead of being based on a movie, we're going to base it just on our love for boy bands in the <laughs> 90s, and they're going to be a zombie boy band, and they're going to sing they're going to sing hits by the Backstreet Boys, by the NSYNC, by Spice Girls. I don't care. Yeah. They're, they're going to sing. They're, they're going to come out. And we can change the lyrics up a little bit and make it, like, you know, Halloween related. But they're definitely they're going to come out and they're going to sing, like, I want it that way. And they're going to sing about dead girls and eating brains and shit. I don't care. A dirty pop. Hey, that would be a phenomenal. Bye, bye, bye song. is kind of like a. You have to have zombies. Like, we've already discussed this. Zombies, they have to be involved in some way or the other. It's just the rule of scary things. So very much like I think it was two years ago where it was like Vamp eighty five or something like that where oh, there was just yeah. or it was something like there was like zombie Michael Jackson zombie yeah. Prince It'd be very similar to that where it's zombie pop figures you can even throw like a Britney Spears in there or something like that where every kind of thirty minutes or so they they migrate towards the stage setup that we have and they you know lip sync we'll or call dance them the zombies like the zombies scene the zombies but you can't talk nineties if you don't talk Backstreet and Sync. Spice Girls, anything mm-hmm. like that. So we got to throw, throw them a bone there. The next one is something that obviously everyone's talked about in the past. We've talked about a little bit here that it's not going to happen, but it's Treehouse of Horror. Yeah. Go into this with the idea that this is just a this is a dream scenario. Yeah. It's not ever going to happen, but it would, I mean, it's but they get, they we're get talking the 90s. We're talking Simpsons is there. Sense. This one logically makes the most sense on paper. It won't happen, but we have to mention it. Treehouse of Horror, Simpsons. 90s it all wraps right up together it's so easy you just take all of the existing setups that they already have and you make them treehouse of horror yeah and we don't need like life characters walking around with yellow paint i'm just like i want a set of like the the aliens you don't have to have anybody walking around it's literally just instead of moe's you've got moe's but it's done up in a treehouse of horror type theme yeah just over facade all the stuff that's over there and that's your scare zone Mm -hmm. and then what you could do is you could dress up because obviously i mean when you're there, they're running the Duff Bar. So yeah. you can't go into Moe's, but you can at least go into the Duff area, which is across from it, and buy a Duff beer. Do that over and have the people working it dress up as something mm-hmm. you know, from Treehouse of Horror. No. I mean, open up the open up the stores. Not to sell anything or sell any restaurants. You do, I stuff, would just but, sell all like merch yeah. stuff themed after yeah. I mean, this is, this is Treehouse scares, of Horror. Right? It doesn't know? have to be anything particularly like geared at scaring you. It's just I want... like. To live the Treehouse of Horror yeah. episodes. I want that blood, you know, that fake bloody font dripping down with the fake macaroning right. names and all that stuff. So we are going to go next. We're going to kind of continue that sci-fi alien style thing. And we're going to talk X-Files, but we're going to mash it with Men in Black. It makes a ton of sense because it's Men in Black. I mean, there's a ride existing. It's already there. It's already there. And they open it during Halloween Horror Nights. So it's like you can ride the ride 
while going through a scare zone or walking up to it in a scare zone. And it's been forever since I've watched the X-Files, but I remember we used to have that. My dad was addicted to this show. So we used to have the VHSs. I'd buy VHSs of like back then they didn't do seasons. Like they did like best ofs. So -hmm. like if it was like season three, it would give you like five episodes. Yeah, I mean now episodes. nowadays you can go buy, you can get the full seasons on digital or Wherever, DVD yeah. or whatever. But I mean, yeah, I mean X Files makes tons of sense. I mean, for '90s, I mean it's it's just it's the '90s sci-fi. That's, That's what it was. Thinks about. I mean, you think about the '60s, you think about the Twilight Zone, you think about the '90s, you think about X Files, mm-hmm. you thinking about um, you know the, I forget the two characters' names. Skull and Moldy. Skull and Moldy. Jesus. Oh. No, Scully and Mulder. Scully and Mulder. <laughs> Dyslexia. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's just, it, so many freaky, weird episodes, and it always ended ambiguously. You never really knew did it actually happen, or was it just like, like did it was all a dream? Yeah, was it a dream? Yeah. Like, so like it, you could easily make that a scare zone, and I think you could mix it with Agent J and Agent K. And there, yeah, it's similar thing. They're they're wearing suits. They're you know. Yeah. Government officials. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if they're two different properties and one's dealing with aliens and yeah. one's dealing with, but they're both government. Like you said, they're government agencies. Yep. They're handling in sci-fi whatever. The extraterrestrial happening. style yep. events. Yeah, so for it makes sure. sense. So now this last one, we're kind of debating a little bit, but we we ended up not really being able to figure something exactly out to fill the spot. So I'm gonna kind of we're gonna roll with this one. Both me and Seamus grew up slash still are giant wrestling nerds. So we're talking Attitude Era, baby. It was still a 90s thing, all you 80s kids. Yeah, so no Hogan, no Relax. Warrior. This is 90s. I mean, I guess you could throw NWO and Hogan in say, there. Just to say, we had The Undertaker and Kane. Yeah. So and we got Mankind. Talk about scary, Mankind. Paul yeah. Bearer. Right. I mean. We got a lot going on in there. We had scary characters. You had all the goofy sticky characters we had like legitimate storylines yeah so maybe you know it's tough because we don't want to go classic just zombie wrestlers but i'd picture you know a ring a stage you have the fog coming down you have goofy halloween based characters it's obviously not going to be actual wwe characters from the 90s but but it was such a big thing back then where Everyone watched it. Everyone watched. The, you had to the, tune in. Yeah, you'd have the you'd have like the Grave Digger. Or yeah, like yeah, that. just and you'd yeah. have like you know Zombie Man or something. It's obviously, I'm not creative enough to come up with good names. Yeah, but, off the top of my head. But yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Something in that realm where we would be focusing on that Attitude and Era, have, and they could have hardcore matches with actual like <laughs> weapons. Yeah, like, well, they fight with actual knives, two by fours wrapped in barbed wire. This is stuff that we're yeah, not just saying for horror nights. Like, These are weapons that like, they use in but matches. Like, but like, they're not taking bumps like in wrestling. They're yeah. actually hitting each other. Yeah. These things. they're actually murdering each other. <laughs> <laughs> we need you to hear characters every single night because you're probably going to die. <laughs> so those were our scare zones. So just to recap, we had those five. We had seven. We had that music zombies, Backstreet Boys style mashupy kind of deal. And we had Trees of a Horror. We had an X Files. Men in Black mashup, and then we had Attitude Era Wrestling. Yeah, now, I mean, there's, there's so many things you could do when it comes to the 90s, but those are, like, some of the better ideas. All right, so let's talk. We have just two shows that I want to pick. These ones, we're just going to – there's going to be some sort of Lagoon show, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now, from that, I would just go probably just all of, like, our, our IPs that we chose for our houses. And what do they typically do? I mean, they typically do – Something that's based around the theme. Yeah, last music year, from the theme. It was kind of like the first one, I think. 
Oh, was it? The, oh, the okay, never mind then. Marathon of Mayhem. I could so, be wrong, but I th- well, if I'm judging by last year, I mean it was the '80s theme, so it was very '80s. It had the '80s music. You had a whole bunch of like the different IPs and scenes from the IPs. Yeah, so we're, we're just playing. doing so, that. Same idea. I mean, I was just mash it all up and call it a day yeah. on that end. Yeah. And then our last one, instead of a Bill and Ted show, we're gonna do a Wayne's World show. That would be cool. So obviously, year two, it's very similar oh, setup. Yeah. It's just a commentary on what happened. To the, in the 90s, and you're going to have Wayne and Garth kind of narrate what happened in the 90s. I think, I mean, he's 80s, but I think if you had, like, Wayne and Har- Wayne and Garth and you have, like, some of the 80s slasher dudes come out yeah. and try to play, like, the old, crotchety old guy and, like, yeah. all these 90s kids or whatever. Now, a few, like, food and drink items. I don't know how we'd incorporate them, but I had to throw these out there because I kind of listed a couple different things that I just wanted to see in oh, some well, way, shape, or form. I mean, we were going to be drinking Zimas. <laughs> I want to see some sort of surge alcohol drink. I mean, I guess it could be a mixed drink with Sprite or something, and they could call it like a Zima or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, the Zima bottles, just those classic clears. We have those high C ecto coolers mashed up. Like, kind of, we used to, like, f- three or four years ago, they used to sell blood bags of alcohol you know fake like and you would drink them and they're gross but i'd kind of serve yeah, i would I mean, serve you could little do, like little uh not cups but um the boxes i'd serve the yeah, boxes I mean, were there were there i mean i guess I, I obviously wasn't going to a lot of parties in the 90s obviously i was too young but i'm sure there were specific like halloween party staples from the 90s yeah from various movies and that sort of thing but like you could definitely do like you've got dunkaroos here yeah. you could easily do like a dunkaroo donut yeah with the dip yeah. Like yeah. you did with the apple donuts. I mean, that could be something you could do. Yeah. We're talk- I, I, I don't know. Dunkaroo is still a thing. I think they just came back. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. But like, and then I just mentioned a couple other things. Dorito 3Ds. You find a way to manufacture enough of those bags and just sell them as a snack. Shark bites, ring pops, and then purple ketchup. You got to have purple ketchup somehow, somewhere. <laughs> Heinz made a killing on purple ketchup for like three weeks. Yeah, I, don't <laughs> I, I don't I don't quite remember enough. About food and drink specifically from the, I mean yeah. maybe gushers in some way yeah gushers are a big sort one. of gushers maybe, maybe, maybe make a drink called gushers the gusher be yeah. like super like like colorful or something like that a couple other things that I just wanted to mention as like a miscellaneous wish list that I don't know how we could tie these in whether it be house scare zone or just straight up merch that they would sell and I'm just gonna list these off but I want the entrance like pass I want the wristband to be one of those slap bracelets. <laughs> I want you to have to your passes. Your it's like a sla, it's like the magic band for Disney, but it's yep. a slap bracelet. Yep. I think we should sell Beanie Babies. Oh yeah. We have to have like horrified. So you have bloody like style you have horror icons, characters, but sold as Beanie Babies. As Beanie Babies in your shop, we have to have crazy snapbacks. Mm-hmm. I want starter jackets. That'd be honestly. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like if they sold, a, I mean, it's, they're doing '90s anyways. If yeah. they sold a Universal Studios starter jacket, yeah, I would pay any amount of money for that. Yeah, it doesn't like. I'm and we're talking about we're talking about. The snap jackets, not the zip ups. We're talking about yeah. the ones that like the pullovers. The, yeah, we had like that three yeah. or that like quarter yeah, yeah, zip, yeah, and then the yeah, big yeah, front yeah, yeah. kangaroo That's pouch the, pocket. Those are the starter. I mean, I had a Charlotte Hornets starter jacket. Yeah. I didn't even like the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. but I had a Charlotte Hornets starter yeah. jacket, and I think it was the shit. I think I had the. I think I had a Notre Dame one. The fighting. All Irish. I know is if Universal sold those, I'd buy an heartbeat. Absolutely, and then a couple other things how I had we, on how, here. How do we not have? How do we not have horror or Universal themed pogs? We need those. We need Pogs. I we mean, need it's those the yesterdays. 90s. How do we not have that? I need Universal those yesterday. Pogs. I mean, Pogs were the shit. 
I had the Bulls written down just because the Chicago Bulls I mean, were so were, big in were the nineties. Crazy bones in the nineties or those after it was the two thousands. That could have been nineties as well. Pokemon cards, we Digimon cards. Oh, we could definitely do like horror horror themed trading card games. Yeah, something like that. I had the Bulls written down just because 90s were Bulls. That was the Michael Jordan era. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, maybe we could do a scare zone of like Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman. <laughs> and yeah, crazy, Dennis Rodman the crazy the fuck. Zone scare zone? The Rodman scare zone? I had zone? Legends of the Hidden Temple oh, written scary. down. That one was, I think yeah, I had like, I mean, that one meant a cool like little house too, but. Yeah, I mean, I kind of wish they had, I mean, they've got SpongeBob, but they don't have, the, I don't, do they have the rights to other Nickelodeon properties? Because like, there's so many things you could do like. I don't know. Warped Nickelodeon shit. Yeah, if we had like the aggro crag from Global Guts. Yeah. Well, anyways, those were just the last little miscellaneous notes that we kind of had from our Ultimate 90s. So, once this drops on Friday, I will be putting out a speculation map done up with all the properties that we decided on our, our 10 houses, our five scare zones and our two shows. So I'll be posting that later on. So you can kind of actually see what our ultimate nineties wish list would be. So that was, I mean, that was fun. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, like coming up with like our own ideas. I think what we probably could do in the future is we could maybe pick a specific idea for a house and flesh out the entire design. Yeah. Uh, it's been kind of slow news wise only That's... because there's not a lot being dropped. And because we kind of came up with this during horror night season. We haven't really got to what we're going to be doing throughout the entire year. In my mind, this was more or less what this podcast will be about. Once, you know, horror nights hits its off season. What I envision this is, is I think, you know, come November or whatever, once we are done reviewing horror nights, we're done talking about it. We're going to kind of break down a movie each week. We'll we'll give you something to watch. We'll review it and we'll turn it's not going to be just a horror movie review podcast because at the end, once we talk about the house, we're going to explain how that property could be a, a yeah, house, that, whether I it mean, be realistic or not. We'll, I mean, we're still kind of figuring this out. So we're, we're going to come up with uh, different ideas. I mean, that's one idea we've had. I mean, I thought we could do something along the lines of like pick a particular era or year and we'll pick our top five movies from that year. We'll talk about if, if I'm, if, if I'm reading a good book or you're reading a good book or something like that. Anything something horror to talk related. About. Yeah, I mean, because obviously we can't do Halloween Horror Nights 365 days a year. It would never work. There's no, we'll run out of news. A, there's just not enough. We already – this is six episodes in, and because there's just no news being dropped, yeah, it's really hard to kind of come up with things to talk about specifically Halloween Horror Nights. And this is more what I wanted the podcast to do. Obviously, talking Horror Nights is fun, but I wanted to kind of mash up and, and take different medias and talk about how we could turn it into a haunted house. So that way it just kind of yeah, and we gets might, the creative juices flowing. And obviously once once we're back to normal and, and this COVID stuff has finally been controlled and, and, and we can go about our daily lives, I think what we'll probably start doing is some live reviews yep. down the road. So him and I will go see a movie and we'll do like a live review after it and kind of like give you guys the breakdown immediately. So you have to pay attention for that type of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the future and I'm excited for it. I hope you guys are too. Before we sign off, have you watched anything new that they should check out? Nothing crazy new lately, I don't think. This has been a pretty work-heavy week, so I haven't really got to dive in. I did. I actually rewatched. Not that it's new, but I rewatched the Haunting of Hill House. I watched the entire series in one day. I um, my roommate easy to do. My roommate hadn't seen it, so I was like, you know what? Let's just crush really this thing out. Easy to do. Yeah, I've um. So obviously, streaming services is the big thing right now. I'm sure most of you already know that this exists, but I use a service called Shutter. It's horror and thriller specific, so horror, sci-fi, thriller movies, and it's all that. That's all it is essentially. Obviously, you know, being a fan, I've kind of run my 
gamut on Netflix and it's kind of devoid of new stuff. So Shutter is a great service because they have a lot of B movies, a lot of underground stuff that you've never seen before. I mean, there's some crazy movies that like I had never heard existed until I signed up for it. And there's a movie on there called Mandy. I don't know. Is it still on there? I'd have to double check. If it, if it isn't find a way to watch it. But if you're a Nick Cage fan, if you're a fan, if you're a fan of crazy Nick Cage, like Please. like 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 crazy Nick Cage, watch the movie Mandy. It will change your life. Also, I just watched a movie on there called called Southbound. Uh, I'm pretty big into like the anthology stuff, so like VHS and that yeah. sort of thing. This is a really good anthology. Uh, it, it's kind of hard to follow what's going on, but visually, it's a really really good low budget anthology horror. So if you got a, if you're a Shutter member, check that out. If you're not a Shutter member, I would check out the service if you're interested. All right. So like we said, we're just going to be kind of waiting for some news on Halloween Horror Nights to drop. But until then, we're going to be signing off. This is Nick. This is Seamus. Happy haunts. And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out. Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.